people how are you today welcome to the show it's electric leftovers it's episode 90 something uh my name is jason how are you today before anything else i want to let you know i'm sorry for the show not being up the last couple weeks uh the show was not up for the last couple weeks because the place i need to go to add the show was not able to go to add the show because uh it was down still is not even working 100% the way it's supposed to on my end, but uh, at least it's kind of sort of there and kind of sort of doing what it needs to do. Enough that we were able to, Coolio and I, spend a few hours on the phone getting stuff sorted out and all fixed up, and I think we are pretty much good to go right now. Uh, what I need to tell you is what's going on at the website. We've got a ton of new stuff. Uh, the Mr. Bigglesworth update is there and in and ready to go and you can read all about what that entails on the site itself to just fill you in on what's new since last time i can't go too much into detail because the time frame has cut off by now but i can tell you that we've got more burning heroes from me more young merlin from me more zombie U from ragnats uh some super castlevania 4 from jade Coolio's Let's Play of NWO Hollywood. Yes, that NWO Hollywood. An RPG for the Megazooks. And my uh, Halloween Let's Play for the year has started. The Seventh Guest. It's spooky. Also doesn't run very well. It was never meant to run on anything more advanced than Windows 95. And I'm on Windows 10 now, so there's some uh, shenanigans. Also... Uh, a couple of things had to be re-added to the site uh, in the database updating. A couple of things got lost. So you'll see on the homepage, Nightmare MZX from Coolio, Monster in My Pocket, and Mega Man 8 from me, and Resident Evil 4 from Scarlet. These are not new. They were just added back, so they're going to show up on the homepage anyway. Coolio's Hero of Dreams Let's Play is there uh, in full. My phone has just been going nuts today. And Scarlet has brought us Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Ten videos to start with, and a little disappointed. It was not a 100% three-heart run showing off all the secrets, hits, hints, and tips, and glitches, and everything else. So, I mean, I guess there's that. Over in the forums, ever and more Mystery Science Theater, and soundtracks, and everything else. Uh, it's just the normal forum stuff going on. I hope you're having a great time with the site. I hope it's working well for you. Oh, comment section works now, too, by the way. Uh, working on getting a little something-something set up for Electric Leftovers a bit to kind of get it more in line with the look and the feel of the site. It's taking a little bit. I'm still working on it, but there will be a point in time where Electric Leftovers should look pretty much like the rest of the website with minor alterations as well. That being said, let's listen to some music. Let's uh, get to the archives and all that other stuff, too.
Hello. Welcome to the archive section of the show. Uh, if my voice sounds different, it's because I'm recording this early. Yeah. It's early Wednesday morning. 3 a.m. Do you know where your daughter is? I don't. I don't even have one. Anyway. Featuring a storyline developed by the creator of Chrono Trigger and Xenogears. Chrono Cross has been christened the, quote, best RPG creation by its development team. With multiple scenarios cast along a single story thread and many different endings, each replay can result in an entirely new adventure. In addition, a brand new battle system that makes combat smooth and innovative by introducing an element field system and combo system that gives the player unparalleled flexibility in their fighting options. The elimination of random battles also quickens the pace of the game and places the choice of where to battle in the player's hands. With character designs by famed Japanese illustrator and music by the original Chrono Trigger composer, Chrono Cross features visuals and sounds that bring its magic to life. And you heard it in the review last week. Uh, I really like this game. This playthrough on on the site right now is a replay. Uh, like a New Game Plus kind of thing with uh, one path. There are two other paths that can be taken uh, initially at the beginning of the game and the third one that can take place about a third of the way through the game. Um, I've toyed with the idea of at least getting into those and doing a little like here's the other things you can do. Haven't done it yet. It's kind of a big project. But if you're interested, call in the show, send me an email, whatever, let me know. Till then, though, go watch all 42 episodes of Chrono Cross.
you know, an interesting thing happened on the way to the forum today. I guess that could could actually work. Um, I went over to pull up our review for the week, and the poll of the day was uh, concerning games with multiple endings, and how many times do you replay them uh, to see the endings. And that's fortunate, because our game this time has many multiple endings, and has many multiple reviews, and many multiple reviews give this four or more hearts. So that's pretty good. Uh, the lowest one, though, is only a three. An overall fun but highly overrated game. But we are going to ignore that because, you know, they're all good. So that means we've got to find the best of the best. we got to find the best around. And on a game like this, of course, we're going to go to our... Uh, contributors, our unknowing contributors, Officil and Xylo the Wolf. So, we're going to start off with Officil. Yeah, we're doing two reviews today. What of it? What do you got to do? Nothing. One of the best RPG games SNES has to offer. Chrono Trigger is an RPG developed and released by Squaresoft. Being an Eastern RPG and developed by the legendary Square, this game is quite similar to the Final Fantasy series. But Chrono Trigger isn't just a Final Fantasy clone. This, ma this game managed to be the only rival of Final Fantasy VI for the SNES while taking the genre into a new level. Story, 9 out of 10. You are a typical Eastern RPG character, a teenage boy who is good at using the sword. You set off to meet your friend in the city's Millennial Fair where she's about to demonstrate her new invention. After spending some time in the place where the fair is getting ready and having met another character, you reach the place where your friend is. After a while, something goes wrong. Some kind of portal opens and the character you've previously met vanishes in it. You step into the gate in order to find out what happened and the main story starts. You'll soon find out that the portal was actually a time-traveling gate. In Chrono Trigger, you'll have the opportunity to travel to the prehistoric times, to a post-apocalyptic future, to two not-so-distant past eras, and to the end of time. You'll discover that the time gates were created, uh, were created, due to an entity that appeared in a specific era and that threatens all life. There's another theory that is printed in the game, adding more mystery and making the story even greater. Of course, you'll have to destroy this entity and save the day. Main characters offer many details about the main quest and all have experienced an event that had to do with the entity mentioned before. Many in NPCs are the typical characters of any Japanese RPG game. <gasps> Not Eastern! Mm. But the main NPCs are almost good as the main characters. Another thing is that some quests are unrelated to the main quest that have to do with a specific character's past or present life. The world itself feels quite real too. Each era has its own atmosphere and makes you feel attached to the story. There are many plot holes created by time traveling, meaning that sometimes you can change something in the past that has a small impact on the future, or some things just don't make sense, like the usual time traveling paradoxes. This, in the other hand, doesn't affect the game in a negative way due to the fact that the game doesn't take itself too seriously. Many dialogues or events are quite funny. Characters behave in a cartoonish kind of way. For example, a robot that obviously has no feelings cries oil when being sad and stuff like that. Oh, son, we need to talk. You tell me Robo is unfeeling? You are wrong. Overall, the game's plot is great and unfolds in a very good way and makes you want to know what happens next. And, barring the fact that the game offers many different endings, you'll be surely satisfied from the story section of Chrono Trigger. Graphics 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. In terms of graphic quality, Chrono Trigger is one of the best that good old NES has to offer. SNES has to offer, excuse me. All characters are larger than in most RPG games, thus making them more detailed. All gestures look great and add to the personality of each character and sometimes look quite funny. Personal favorite, Meryl's anger gesture. Also, every character is very good animated. Very good animated. Especially, we have the best words, especially when using special skills in battles. Enemies follow the same path and are at, by being very detailed and having good animation quality. I forgot to tell you that the designer of all the characters is the actual creator of the Dragon Ball series, making them look quite good, especially for fans of Dragon Ball. That means almost all the monsters look the same. 
Good scenery, variety, and quality giving each and every era or place the right mood, from simple villages, forests, and dark dungeons to mysterious caves, abandoned facilities, and futuristic buildings. Great work in the use of special effects, too. Time portals, laser beams, lava, waterfalls, explosions, and generally everything looks great and makes good use of the Super Nintendo's possibilities. Sound, 9.5 out of 10. Sound effects are not something exceptional, but have good quality. Sound like they're supposed to and are not too an- and are not annoying at all. When speaking about the game's soundtrack, we have to do with a masterpiece. Although Chrono Trigger's music tracks are not so famous like the ones of Zelda and Super Mario, but are great nonetheless. Each and every music track is quite catchy and has very good quality and fits very good with the game. The only thing that might bore you to death after a while is the battle theme, but then again, we're talking about an RPG, which means countless battles, thus forcing you to hear this tune a bit too often. Gameplay, na na da da Let's start with the battle system. At first, forget about random encounters. Enemies show up only in specific spots of an area. Also, there's no different set made for battles. When some foes appear, you battle them on the spot, making fight sequences more fast-paced. Now, like most Eastern, oh, back to that again, RPGs, you don't actually control your character's movement, but choose what you want him to do from a list. There's a time bar that, when it fills, gives your character the chance to make a specific move like the default attack item or use a special technique. The same goes for enemies, too, although you won't see their time bar. The thing that makes battles in Chrono Trigger special is the double and triple techniques. For example, if one character can throw fire and another one can make a spinning attack with his sword, they can perform a double technique creating a fire cyclone, or perform a triple technique that requires a third member of your party. There are seven characters in the game, NAD. Each one of them can perform double or triple techniques with the help of all characters, meaning many combinations that create very useful and entertaining skills. Finally, some skills attack enemies in a row or in specific radius or all of them at once, making you choose your moves very carefully since enemies aren't always in the same place. You'll find many weapons, armors, and relics that add plus status or protect you from various damage types. Most weapons and armor have their own advantages and disadvantages, making you think before you use. There aren't many items to choose from, like in the Final Fantasy games, but those items that this game offers are more than enough and they consist of the typical cure and heal potions, elixirs, and things like that. Chrono Trigger is neither difficult nor easy. Most enemies are very easy, and some of them just need some extra effort. Each boss needs a different strategy in order to be defeated and are probably the best battles in the game. Also, in some parts, you have to complete some simple riddles in order to complete your quest or obtain an item. Don't expect them to bother you too much, though, since most of them are quite simple, but fortunately quite entertaining, too. The game isn't exactly linear, since you can go almost everywhere you want, but in some way it forces you to focus in the main quest since there aren't many side quests in the game to complete, especially within the first 10 hours of the game. The good thing is that you complete a part of the main quest in a specific area and then you move on to another one, making the game more entertaining and not boring at all. One very bad thing is that although an RPG, Chrono Trigger is quite small. After 12 or less hours, you'll be ready to fight the final battle or complete some quest. But even with these, you'll only uh, enjoy another 3-4 to four hours of great, nonetheless, gameplay. Fortunately, this game has a great replay value. You can use the different party combinations each time you play the game, find more items, and make different choices in some parts of the game. One thing that greatly increases, increases replay value is the fact that there are many different endings. One of them lets you complete the game in less than half an hour. I did that in the Let's Play. Also, after completing it once, you can start all over, but with all of your previous items and stats. In general, Chrono Trigger is a very entertaining game that can be completed in a few hours, but can make you play it again and again and again. Positives, one of the best graphics and music that the SNES has to offer. Entertaining plot and lovable characters. Interesting battle system with skills that need the cooperation of two or more characters. Many different endings. Negatives, very small, doesn't have many side quests. Overall, 9 out of 10. Searching the internet about Chrono Trigger, you'll find fan sites, fan art, fan fiction, and even <clears throat> mature comics. You'll find out that it is regarded as one of the best games of all time, and finally find many projects with the purpose of resurrecting the game in three dimensions, or freeware games based on it. While speaking about Chrono Trigger, we're talking without a doubt about a classic, so the question isn't whether Chrono Trigger is a good game, but whether you'll love it or hate it. Well, if you find Eastern games like Final Fantasy or Zelda a bit childish and boring, you'll hate Chrono Trigger. But if you're searching for a typical Japanese RPG that was also quite revolutionary for its time, you're welcome. Thanks, Officeil. That was posted in 2007. Uh, not a terrible review, but Officeil is, is one to... Um, 
go a little too far with things. Like that first couple of paragraphs describing the story. Then you go to a place, then you have a friend, and then you meet another friend, and then your friend goes to a place, and you have to go to the other place with your friend. They were all friends here. That was a little strange. Anyway, moving on. You know, Officil, that's appetizer. Xylo is our main course. As you well know, this is... Death and danger are our various breads and butters. If you get that reference, call in and leave a message. I bought this game, and I don't even own an SNES. That's how amazing Chrono Trigger is. It's not me talking, Xylo. There are two good reasons why I didn't get a chance to play Chrono Trigger until Final Fantasy Chronicles, a collection that contains a port of Final Fantasy IV and Chrono Trigger. Because reasons? Why not 3 and 4? That would have made more sense. Anthologies? 1 and 2. Chronicles? 3 and 4. Uh, the other one? 5 and 6. Just saying. The first reason is because it didn't get released in Europe for some odd reason, and the other reason is because I never had an SNES to begin with. However, my chipped PSX could play games from all regions, so I thought that a Final Fantasy... I thought that a Final Fantasy and just another Square RPG would be a sweet deal. Sorry, I have to get in Xylo mindset. But Chrono Trigger was just... was so much more than just another RPG from Squaresoft. It turned out to be the best on the system. A system that he never owned. The story begins with that the story begins the story begins with that our hero Chrono wakes up and gets himself ready for a brand new day. I love that song. Today it is a festival in Leamy Square, so of course our young hero have to go there. Almost as soon as he's arrives there he bumps into the mysterious girl Meryl, but they quickly become great friends and Meryl asks Chrono if he can't guide her in the festival area. Of course Chrono is a gentleman and agrees to do so. By the way, uh Xylo, before I get any further, Xylo is actually spelling Chrono the way it's spelled in the game when it comes to the name, and Chrono as it refers to the title. He is doing a fine job at that. I've seen a lot of other people who just use like the title spelling for everything. Of course, Chrono is a gentleman agrees to do so. After a bunch of optional minigames, they meet Chrono's friend Luca, who have invented a machine where you can teleport from one of the two portals. Meryl decides to give it a try just to see if it really works. However, something strange happens. Instead of warping to the other portal, Meryl completely disappears and drops her pendant. Since no one knows where Meryl is, Krona decides to pick up the pendant and also try the machine Luca just has invented. After that, he has stepped into the portal. He warps to a new world where there are small green monsters. It turns out that Luca have invented nothing else than a time machine. Krona's problem right now is that he have no idea where Meryl is, and also he has no idea how he can get back to his own time. I'm not going to spoil the big story for those who actually haven't played this game, but still reads this review. But in some way, Chrono, Meryl, and Luca end up in the future, and there they meet a trashed robot called Robo, and Luca fixes, and they get to know why the future looks like a big wasteland of metal junk. In 1999 AD, Lavos, a big monster that caused the end of the world. A short time later in the game, they the reach the end of time where they can travel to different time periods, including the Dinosaur Age, the Middle Ages, the Future, and the Present. Their goal is to stop Lavos from destroying the world. What makes Chrono Trigger unique is that every time period has its own story that sooner or later connects in some way to the main plot. For example, in AD 600, the story focused on a war between humans and monsters. It's in this time period where we find Frog, a knight who got turned into a frog when he was fighting Magus with his master Cyrus. Magus is the leader of the monster army and is trying to summon Lavos. Magus in particular may not be my favorite RPG character of all time, but he sure has the best plot in any game, and it's when the story focuses on him, it is at its best. Another important character is the sexy cavewoman, Isla, who, unlike all the other characters, fights with her bare hands instead of using a weapon. Despite this, she's still the character that do the most damage with just regular attacks. You can have at max three characters in your party, but you can at any time outside the battles and in some events change the characters in your party. Each character has his or hers own set of skills that cost MP, and when you take them to the end of time, every character except Isla can learn an element type of magic. Well, Robo as well, but yeah. There are four different ones, Lightning, Chrono, Fire, Luca, Water, Maryland Frog, and Shadow, Robo, and the Hidden Character. Shadow is the type of skills that aren't connected to lightning, fire, or water, and all characters got this kind of skills. The system makes the different cast pretty balanced as each character got one weakness. 
but the most unique thing about Chrono Trigger is the battle system. Square Soft's most well-known RPG series have had always had random encounters where the enemies can pop up from anywhere. But here you see the enemies on where you are walking, and as long as you can avoid them, you won't have to fight them. However, sometimes the enemies are hiding in places where it's next to impossible to avoid them, and then you have to fight them. Another interesting twist is that the enemies can move during a battle, which sometimes means the magic attacks that covers a certain area might do damage to more than one enemy. Sometimes the enemies are also too far away to be able to attack one in your party. This may sound very complicated. <laughs> but the only thing that you actually will notice about it most of the time is that there are many enemies that never is still. Meryl, for example, uses different bow guns to attack hits them with her weapon when they are close instead of firing an arrow. Another really cool thing you can do in battle is not is that not only has each character about nine different spells, but two characters can combine two of their spells to make an even more powerful one. And to top that, there is also a few triple spell combos in the game, which of course are the most powerful ones. However, keep in mind that this takes a turn from both character when you use it, and both characters has to be able to choose their command in battle in order to use a combo. This gives you a lot of different strategies to win a battle. You can choose to fight Lavos and beat the game almost at any time during your adventure. Maybe you are wondering why you would try and beat the game early. Because there are many different endings in this game, and most of them depend on when you choose to beat Lavos. Of course, Lavos is hard, so it's best to beat the whole game once and experience the full amazing game. Then when you have beat it, you can start a new game plus, where you can start from the beginning. But you get to keep most of the items, your characters, levels, etc. from your previous game. And now you should be able to take on Lavos early. So what is it that makes Chrono Trigger the best RPG on the SNES? It got Akira Toriyama's finest character design, and with both pretty characters and monster, it has some of Nobu Uematsu's finest tunes, if not some of the finest tunes ever been played in a game. It got a lot of different side quests. Each character is unique, so you want to make everyone strong. The tight plot shouldn't keep you bored one second, with many unexpected twists, and the new game plus mode should keep you your entertained when you have unlocked everything. I usually think about the score four times or more before I give a game a 10, but I giving Chrono Trigger any other score would just be a desperate cry for attention. This is the best game on the Super Nintendo. I have to look something up. Because I don't believe it's true. Oh, he did. Uh, Yasunori Mitsuda is who I generally... Um, relate to the soundtrack of the game, but Nobu Ematsu did a little bit of work as well. But uh, Yasunori did, I think, the vast majority of it. Um, and he also did the music for uh, Chrono Cross. Uh, Xenogears, Mario Party, Shadow Hearts, a few other games. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, good old Xylo. Good old Xylo. We like Xylo. Thanks, Zylo. That was a fine review. It may be difficult, but it was a fine review.
so much has been going on in the news. Uh, the, the real news is almost as weird as the weird news. But we're not here to talk about real news. We're here to talk about weird news. So let's talk about weird news. Our lead story this week, the frontiers of science, ladies and gentlemen. Large kidney stones typically mean eye-watering pain and sudden urinary blockage until the stone passes, often requiring expensive sound wave treatment to break up a large stone. Michigan State University urologist Dave Wartinger told The Atlantic in September that he had recently happened upon a pain-free, even exciting way to pass stones before they become a problem. Centripetal force from a roller coaster ride. In a 200-trip experiment preparing for a validating human trial, he successfully passed stones in his handheld silicone model kidney, using his own urine, about two-thirds of the time when sitting in a rear seat at Disney World's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I'm surprised to let you board Big Thunder Mountain Railroad with a prosthetic kidney filled with your own urine. That's something I didn't know I could do at Disney. Here's some stories about perspective, with about 30 states having adopted some form of stand-your-ground defense to assault or murder charges. Five membership organizations charging up to $40 a month have signed up half a million gun owners concerned that law enforcement treat them fairly should they someday be forced to shoot, providing instructions and a hotline to coach members on what to tell police plus liability insurance and help getting a lawyer. Critics say organizations are also useful to those who might be prone to shooting people and want advice on how to best get away with it. The U.S. Concealed Carry Organization's wallet-sized card to give to police asks that the shooter under suspicion be given the same consideration as the officers might give their own colleagues under suspicion. Never want to play cop? Now you can, too. In a dozen YouTube videos recently released, Syria's tourism ministry praised the country's sandy, fun-filled beaches as ideal vacation spots and its many World Heritage sites as renowned tourist exhibits, attempting to distract world travelers from the country's daily bloodshed and the wartime destruction of those priceless historical sites. Before a civil war broke out in 2011, Syria was a fashionable $8 billion a year destination. And now the devastated city of Aleppo is known worldwide, and the now devastated city of Aleppo, excuse me, was known worldwide for its food. Now it's known worldwide because Gary Johnson didn't know what it was. Here's a story called Awesome. This is awesome. Diego the Giant Tortoise, believed to be more than 100 years old, now lives in semi-retirement on Santa Cruz Island in the Galapagos, but from 1976 to 2010, Diego brought an almost extinct species back to life by fathering about 800 babies in the captive breeding program in Española, another of the Galapagos Islands. Biologists did not realize Diego's prowess until 2010 when DNA tests identified him as the father of 40% of all tortoises on the island. Even on Santa Cruz Island, Diego keeps busy with a harem of six females. Another Galapagos tortoise species did die out in 2012 when the last male, a centenarian, Lonesome George, maintained his celibacy until death. He was a monk, clearly. Compelling explanations, ladies and gentlemen. The New York City Council grilling police officials in September about their practice of freely seizing money from detainees under suspicion asked for a thorough accounting of that money, suspecting the innocent victims rarely get it back unless aided by high-powered lawyers. Though in crime-fighting hyperbole, NYPD routinely boasts of its half-million annual seizures, excuse me, an NYPD official told the council it would be impossible to count for everything, that keeping track of it all would cause its computers to crash. I don't believe that's true. I mean, do it on a spreadsheet from your phone. The Los Angeles Department of Water and Power is bureaucratically at the epicenter of the state's drought crisis, but in September, KCBS-TV aired video of the department actually using sprinklers to water the artificial lawn at a substation in South Los Angeles. A DWP spokesperson said such watering is routine and at substations to clean the plastic and wash off any dog urine, for example. Things you thought didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. Wanda Witter, 80, had been living in Washington, D.C. streets, on the Washington, D.C. streets for 10 years, but insisting to anyone who would listen that the Social Security Administration owed her sums that recently reached $100,000 and that she had documents to prove it. However, given her circumstances, most regarded her as just another luckless person confused by homeless life. In June, though, after social worker Julie Turner took a closer look and found, improbably, that Witter was indeed owed $100,000, and even more improbably, that all of her paperwork was carefully organized among the unimpressive possessions she hauled around daily. Social Security paid her 
$999 on the spot and the remaining 9999 excuse me $999 arrived in August. Something you don't hear about very often is feel-good marketing, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't mean for things that you should check with your doctor about. One branch, or maybe I do, one branch of the James Harper Funeral Homes in Bromley, England, announced its latest promotion via a sign and a front window, reported by the Bromley News Shopper in September. Wow! Free child's battery-powered vehicle with every prepaid funeral arranged this month. A Harper spokesperson said that the purpose was to, to encourage residents to think ahead about funerals. Considering cremation was the headline of the August 7th advertising supplement to the Tampa Bay Times and other Florida newspapers, appearing just below the snapshot of a mom, dad, and three youngsters frolicking in the glass, seeming, grass seemingly overjoyed. Nothing about cremation appeared except dates and sites of free cremation seminars sponsored by the National Cremation Society, whose website is thankfully a little more somber. Some recurring themes. The most recent immigrant family living high on the hog in the United Kingdom is Arnold Mbal Sube and his wife Janine, both 33, who drew the equivalent, equivalent of about $130,000 in government benefits last year, but are still feuding with the Lutton Borough Council near London over its inability to find free housing adequate for them and their eight children. They turned down four and five bedroom homes, were housed temporarily in a Hilton hotel, and said they would be satisfied only with a six bedroom residence. Mr. Sube from Cameroon immigrated to France at age 18, then came to England in 2012 to study nursing at the University of Bedfordshire. Our aristocrats for the week, ladies and gentlemen, the Iowa City Jamboree. Thomas Morgan, 42, he was charged in a May 7th incident at the University of Iowa's main library when using a men's room urinal. He turned to reveal to a fellow user that he was measuring his penis with a hand-lettered cardboard ruler. And Thomas Warren, 49, was arrested in September near the Iowa City home that he, naked, had a little allegedly trespassed into minutes before. He was discovered passed out in the grass, through, through his, uh, though his clothes, car keys, and driver's license had been left on the doorstep, along with telltale evidence that he had used the doorstep as a toilet. Alcohol and a controlled substance were involved, said police. Our story of the passing parade this week, a woman was arrested in September. Uh, on September 7th at the Italian Pizza Kitchen restaurant in Washington, D.C., she was chatting up a police officer she did not know, then playfully took a French fry from his plate. He asked her to stop, but she took another, and when the exasperated officer issued an ultimatum, she took yet another. The arrest report for second-degree theft cited by WUSA-TV included property stolen as three French fried potatoes. And at the seven-mile mark of the Allentown, Pennsylvania Marathon on September 11th, more than 100 runners were blocked off by an unanticipated slow-moving train, causing the athletes one of their best chances to qualify for the gold standard Boston Marathon by posting fast times at Allentown. The train lingered for 10 minutes, though some runners climbed over couplings and continued. And our classic for the week from December 2012, Orly Tights. Tights? T-A-I-T-Z, I like tights. Orly Tights, an Orange County, California dentist and lawyer, is America's most prominent birther, as of 2012 anyway, having filed dozens of lawsuits, appeals, and other legal petitions expressing her certainty that President Obama was not born in America. On her latest legal foray, a California judge tossed her lawsuit against Occidental College to force release of Obama's college transcripts and other papers. The loss brings the birther's legal record, tights plus a few comrades, to zero for 258. According to the websites whatsyourevidence.com and loweringthebar.net, we might have to check out loweringthebar.net. That sounds amazing. Tights was described by one critic as, quote, almost charmingly insane. Almost.
Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know. Uh, hi. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say right now, but uh, hopefully, you know, five of people are listening to me as Jason oft wants to, uh, to point out. Um, yeah, I have listened so far to episode 84, which is called The Leather, I think. I am uh, quite enjoying the show so far. And I've uh, noticed a couple of episodes where I seem to get a very heavy amount of praise. I don't know if I, if uh, quite that much praise is called for for my, uh, for my work on the site, but you know, I do the best that I can. And uh, with, with the, um, the, the um, resources that are available to me. So, yeah, I've uh, got a couple of site updates that are um, that are coming up here. Uh, last I heard, yeah, there's an update right queued up, but um, our host is having a little bit of hissy fit. So uh, hopefully that won't take too long. And um, I am hard at work at uh, version 1.5 of Pixel Cat which uh, should have some pretty neat features, which maybe Jason talked about, maybe he didn't, but um, I'll let him mention them if he wants to. Uh, so yeah, um, hope that you're enjoying the site, lowbiasgaming.net. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and everything uh, that we have to offer as a group. So, um I'll talk to you guys later. Hello, Jason, and hello, listeners. Uh, I'd like to pose a question. The question is this: Can you describe a game mechanic that has particular that you've particularly enjoyed? With me, for example, I really love the push-turn combat system in Shin Megami Tensei games. Uh, by giving you extra turns when you hit an enemy with their weakness, the game rewards you for having the right attacks in your party and for understanding your foes. By taking away extra turns when you hit an enemy with something they nullify, or taking away all your turns if they absorb or reflect the attack. The game forces you to take special care and not to rely on only one specific strategy. Uh, and the best part about it, it's fair. The enemy is held to the same rules when they attack you, so you get rewarded for your defense as well as your offense. All in all, it's a really good system and keeps combat interesting throughout the game. So what about you? Um, and I guess, what about you listeners? Um, I hope people will chime in with their own responses, maybe uh, on the forums or on Facebook. Uh, thanks. You know, I just realized I recorded the outro and I thanked Ragnats and Coolia for calling, but I didn't actually put their phone calls in the show, so I had to go back and do that. Um, Coolio, yes, uh, he has been very vague with me about what's going on in 1.5. I would love to tell you more, but until he tells me more, I cannot tell you more. As for Ragnats' question, a particular combat system that I liked well you know I I can agree with his um, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne kind of thing it's it's a little different it's a little unique I don't personally like that myself um, because I feel like it actually can make it really easy to just overpower um, your targets if you consistently hit with weaknesses or critical hits or all that and you just get extra turns. I think that that can, at least for me, uh, that can lead to not being as much fun. One combat system that I like very much that I did not like initially is the combat system. Excuse me, system. I only have a stutter when I stutter. Uh, was a bat and kaitos. I really didn't like the card combat system when I got started with it, and I, I played the second game first, Origins. 
Uh, and it's even more simple than the combat system in Eternal Wings. And I just did not get it, and I did not get it. And finally, it just like clicked one day, and it became one of the most fun RPG combat systems I have ever dealt with. It's more action-y. Uh, it's still, you know, you, you have to be quick because you're timed if you want to get good combos. You don't always know what's coming up. You've got to build up to the next thing, and then from there you can progress onwards from there. A lot more fun than just mash A until it dies.
Well, ladies and the weaker sex, how are you? Hope you had a great show. Hope you enjoyed all the news. Uh, in an attempt to kind of expedite things a little better, I have made some changes to the way I record the, the show, and those changes are being thusly. Uh, I'm recording all of the reviews and archives a little bit ahead of time. Um, I'll, the news has to be done every week, and the intros and the outros pretty much will be done every week as well. But the idea being uh, just, to, you know, makes it makes it a little easier, a little more efficient for me to do. So when I've got the time, I will be doing uh, the archive stuff and reviews early. So if you have any reviews for any games that you know are coming up in the past, get them to me as quick as you can. I want to thank uh, Ragnats and Coolio for calling in. Very nice of you guys. If anybody else would like to call in or contact the show, you can get a hold of me at jason at lowbiasgaming.net or call the toll-free voicemail 1-800-871-9012, extension 700491. I'm working on maybe getting... um the problem, the problem is I'm working on getting a better phone number for this that wouldn't have the extension in the 1-800 and all that, but then that does mean it has the potential to actually cost money to call and I don't want it to cost you guys money. It costs me like two cents for every call I get. So that's not a big deal. Uh, but just, uh, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing that's out there. Just, uh, letting you know, uh, thanks again, by the way, for everybody who listened, uh, obviously you can find playlists and everything else about the show at lowbiasedgaming.net slash electric leftovers and keep looking around the site. You'll eventually see some links that'll get you everywhere a little more better. Thank you again. Have a great week. I will see you next week.